Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. You may be seated this morning. Another beautiful day that the Lord has blessed us with. Another cold, beautiful day that the Lord has blessed us with. Another cold, beautiful, snowy day the Lord has blessed us with. But summer's coming. I believe it. Spring and summer's coming. I have faith that the Lord is going to bless us. Yeah, Brother, uh, Brother Steve Kiley called me and asked me if I would help with this. And I remember tag team preaching um, uh, coming through um, our church and uh, sometimes the first one would be half an hour, 45 minutes long, and then the, the next minister would get up and be a half an hour, 45 minutes long. Well, I promise you, we won't be that long this morning, but we hope we can uh, bring forth what the Lord has placed on our hearts and um, this morning. Uh, turn in Jeremiah 18, Jeremiah 18, verse 1. And I'll let you turn there. I don't know if they're going to put it up on the screen or not. Jeremiah 18 and 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred, or it was flawed in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand. O house of Israel. I'll just talk just, uh, just a few minutes here. I am talking about the making of the vessel, okay? I'm gonna describe and talk to you a little bit about what Jeremiah went through in the process of seeing this potter make this vessel, okay? And then Brother Kylie is gonna talk about the use of the vessel. So, and I had thought about this and uh, I was going to teach on it a Sunday morning or sometime in the future, but this is, this is going to work great because it's going to work together what Brother Kylie has as well. Um, you know, sometimes, um, well, let me just start with this. The Lord speaks to Jeremiah and Jeremiah is, is a prophet he has been given instruction from the Lord to preach his word. And Jeremiah would hear the word of the Lord and then he would go and preach it. Jeremiah wasn't always well received as we've learned in, in the Bible. He was uh, persecuted, he was tormented, um, they, they, they called him names, but he still preached the word of the Lord. He still preached what the Lord gave him, okay? What a good, what a good prophet, what a good minister that is. Sometimes I, I know uh, after speaking to pastors um, that 
they feel like they have a word from the Lord and they get up and they preach it and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's well received or there wasn't a good response to that word that the Lord gave them. But you know what? They still get up and they still preach what the Lord gave them. And that's what Jeremiah did. So Jeremiah was told to go to, down to the potter's house and it said, there I will cause thee to hear my word. So he obeyed the, the, the Lord. So he goes and he goes down to the potter's house expecting to hear something from God. But when he gets there, he, he walks in the door of the potter's house and first of all, he starts listening and he starts to try to hear something and there's no voice from the Lord. But his attention automatically gets sidetracked by all the, the, the emo- commotion and activity that's going on inside this potter's house. And he starts his focus gets drawn right to the potter. And in this, in a potter's house, there are, uh, in this potter's house, there's many vessels on the shelves and all around the room. And, but right where the potter is sitting, Jeremiah's attention gets drawn to. And he watches as the potter digs into this basin and pulls out this lump of clay and he slaps it down on the spinning wheel and he dips his hand in the water and gets it wet and as he's pumping this spinning wheel, it starts to revolve, this clay does. And Jeremiah watches as the potter puts his hands on the clay, both hands on the clay and it starts to take shape as this wheel is spinning and he has his hand on the outside and his other hand on the inside of this this pot that he's starting to make as it's spinning and he watches and he is putting pressure from the inside and and from the outside of this vase that he's making or this pot that he is making. And I thought to myself as I was reading this and understanding this, if he just uses one hand and as that pot or that vase is spinning, if he pushes from the outside, the vase collapses. If he just uses the other hand from the inside, and pushes out, it falls off the wheel. It took both hands from the potter to create this vessel. Both hands putting pressure from the inside and from the outside. Both hands creating to create this vessel. I relayed that to, related that to the hands of the Lord. Of course, we know that this scripture is talking about God's hands. He is the potter and we are the clay. And how God puts his hands on us and works us. And he just doesn't touch our outside and makes us look good, 
but he touches our inside as well. Our heart, our spirit, our soul, our mind. He's working on the outside and he's working on the inside. I'm thankful that he's working on my inside because in this world today, I need the presence of the Lord on the inside of me. It's one thing for me to look like I go to church, but it's another thing for me to act like I go to church and represent Christ from the inside and love those people that need to be loved and, and just uh, show compassion and, and speak with a Christ-like tone. Amen? It, it, we need it. We need the hand of the Lord on the inside and on our outside as well and doing that work. Amen. And so the vessel that he has made, that he, the potter is making, he notices that as he's spinning it, Jeremiah is watching him, that there is a mar in this vessel. There is an imperfection that comes up as he's spinning and his hands are going. There is a lump or an imperfection in that clay. And he notices that he, he doesn't stop spinning The wheel keeps going, but he takes that clay and he remakes it. He starts over. He pushes it all back down, pulls the imperfection out, and uses the same clay. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God still works with me through my imperfections, through my faults, through my failures. You know what? We've yet to be to make it to heaven. And if we think we're perfect, then we're, we're mistaking. The God is still working on us every day. And I, I, I want him to work on me every day in my imperfections, in my flaws, because I have many of them. But I, and I'm glad that he just doesn't throw me aside, pick up another piece of clay or another person and start working on them. But he loves me enough that he still works with me through my imperfections. He still works with the same person, the same clay. The Bible says he'll never leave us or forsake us. That's us save people. That's us Holy Ghost filled people that he's talking about. He will never leave us or forsake us even when we have a flaw or a failure. Man, that's mercy. That's grace today. That's the love of the Lord today, amen? That's his goodness to us. Amen. That's, that's hope for me in, in, my, in, in my failures. That's hope for me that I can still be made into something for God even when I have a failure or a flaw. Amen. Man, that's great. That's, that's God today. That's just the way he is. And, and Jeremiah saw that. Jeremiah saw that he just didn't discard that piece of clay and pick up another piece and start working on it. But he worked right through that flaw and it became something, a, a beautiful vessel. And that's what Jeremiah got from this in, in verse six. It says, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? This lesson that Jeremiah got, this message, he thought was gonna be verbal. He thought he was going to get to the potter's house and that's where the Lord was going to speak to him because he said, you will hear my word. But it became an object lesson instead of a verbal lesson. 
And sometimes object lessons are more teaching than a hearing message. We need to go through some things sometimes to realize what God is telling us. It's not just enough to hear it sometimes, but when we go through that trial or that sickness or that difficult time or that job loss or the financial, whatever it might be, that's when we really learn what God is trying to tell us. Not just from the message sometime that is brought forth. It's, it's actually going through something. And he says, he says, can I not do as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. All of us, we are the clay that's in the potter's hands today. Man, I'm, I'm glad that he is still working on me. And, and I was gonna title this, you, not spinning out of control, but spinning into control. When you put the clay on the on on the on the wheel, and he starts pedaling, that that starts to spin. That clay does, and it has to spin and it has to revolve so that he can form it into something. And I know you guys have seen this before. Uh, I believe down here in that town, right down someplace. Old Town something? Old World, yeah, sorry, I'm learning. I don't even, I don't know all my towns up here yet. So <laughs> I believe they, they do all of this, you know, type of stuff. And you've seen it done before. And it, it's revolving and it's spinning. You know, there's a cliche that they use and we've used in this world, spinning, oh, my life's just spinning out of control things are going bad on the job and you know financial this and all this is going on my life is just spinning out of control well maybe not maybe it's not going out of control maybe the lord is spinning you into control to form you and take that flaw out or that problem out. Maybe, you're, maybe your life's not being directed by the devil and he's throwing all these things at you. Maybe the Lord wants to use what's going on in your life, that, that out of control feeling, but really it's just he's spinning you into control and making you into something that he can use, what Brother Kylie's gonna talk about. I'm so, I want to be used by God. I don't know about you, but I want to be used by God. I want God to use me in some form. It, it, it doesn't have to be up here. I, I just want him to help me reach somebody, teach a Bible study to somebody, and, and, and help me win somebody to the Lord. That, that's my goal. That's my goal. I'm up in Wisconsin. I want to win somebody to the Lord. I want them to see Christ in me. I want to be that vessel. And I'm, I'm going to close with this. I heard the story of this man that goes into this pottery house and there's all types of pots and vessels on shelves in this, in this store. And he walks in and he starts looking at all these, these pots and vases and all this and he sees one that kind of stands out. Now you may have heard this before, just, just stay with me a minute. He, hear, he sees this one vessel on the shelf that's kind of sitting off by itself and it's beautiful. And it, it even it reminded me of maybe this pot. 
and it had some coloring in it where some of the other ones were just normal, normal clay color. And it had a, a red coloring that ran throughout it and kind of spun throughout it. And he goes up to the potter and he says, that is a beautiful, beautiful vase, beautiful pot. Can I buy that? I want to buy that. And he says, no, no, it's not for sale. And he said, oh, but it's so beautiful and so elegant. And that color that flows through it is just awesome. And he says, you don't understand. That one's not for sale. That, that one cost me more to make than any of the other ones. And he says, but I'll give you anything you want for that. And he says, no, you don't understand. That when I was making this vase, when I was making this pot, it had a flaw in it. It had, it had something in it that it cut my finger as I was making it. And that color that you see in there is my blood. And that blood stained it and scarred it and, and made it beautiful. Reference to the potter. That's God. His, he shed his blood for us. We are covered with the blood. When we go down in that, in that baptismal, in his name, his blood covers us. What an awesome, awesome example of what the blood of Jesus can do in our life. Amen? He is awesome, folks. He's awesome. Brother Kylie. Thank you, Brother Flick. That was great. I want to just take a few minutes now this morning and I, I want to share with you something that uh, the Lord put on my heart uh, concerning this. And I know we've talked about this topic uh, a number of times in the last month. And I, I have the distinct feeling that God's saying, yes, you're getting some of the things that I want you to see, but there's some things that you're missing. So this morning I want to pick up on some of those missing things. But before I start, as I was sitting here this morning looking at the pots that I chose to bring today, I realized how much they represent my family. I'm the big one with stuff running down my tie. And that, that, that elegant one there, well, that, that would be my dear wife. And then, of course, I was supposed to bring an extra one, which I did, which would represent Amy, but there's Rebecca and Jason and Bubbers and Issa and Isaac. So I thought, wow, I guess I chose pots that reflect things that are close to me. But anyways, getting on with our, our, our message this morning, I want to go back to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Uh, Paul talks about our bodies being a temple. And I, I, I was quite interested in the word temple, went back to the Greek translinears, and um, it, it really means a place of dwelling for God. And I want to start with verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 3. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work will be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work for what sort it is. Now, do you catch something in there? What do you do with that pot before you use it? You fire it. It's going to see, God's going to fire your pot and see if your repentance is complete. Because if your repentance is not complete, you're going to break on the job. 
If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The presence of God, the power of God, the blessings of God dwell inside the vessel of my life. I went back and I thought about Acts, the second chapter, and we quote that oftentimes, and I found it very interesting on how it related to what we're talking about this morning. Acts 2 and 2 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I, as I was thinking about this scripture, and we, we read it all the time, we know that God is filling the vessels of the believers with power, because he said in the first chapter, when you receive the Spirit of God, you shall receive power, a power, the power to be witnesses, the power to change the world. So your vessel is endowed or filled with power. I also thought it strange that as I, I thought back on the book of Acts, that this is really the only time where I see a group setting where God comes in unbeknownst and fills a place where people are sitting with the Holy Ghost Without, without petition. They're, they're waiting for something to happen. And I think the reason this is, is because these vessels were filled to fill other vessels. And I, I go back and I support that statement with John the seventh chapter, verse 37. Jesus is talking in that last day, the great day of the feast, and in verse 37, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, taking into consideration that my body is a temple or a vessel, the Spirit of God is going to flow from this vessel out of me. In other words, it flows in and it flows out, just like a stream would. It's a, a stream of living water. And he goes on to say in verse 39, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And I think that's the reason we're popping back to Jeremiah again. Because we need to go back and look at the vessels that God is using to pour his spirit or to send his spirit out into the world. I'm thinking also of a scripture that Jesus said, the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. In other words, the commission was, is to take what you were filled with and share it with others. I'm thinking of a story in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 
with Elijah, second King, actually Second Kings, the fourth chapter. I'm just going to skip there a little bit, Sister Hickey. The fourth verse, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take him, my two sons, to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Now, I feel this is prophetic. I really do. This story's there for a reason. What hast thou in the house? And I'd like to ask you the same question this morning. If you're asking the same question, this woman is asking. The devil's knocking on my door. The creditors are after me. I feel like I'm overwhelmed. And God is saying, what do you have in the house? What do we have here? The question is, what do we have here at Abundant Life that can help us with our situation. And she said, thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. She's got the same attitude that of a lot of Christians do. All I've got, I, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. Did I come to church? I've got it here in the house. And, and the prophet's saying, it's not going to do you any good. You're not going to be delivered from your problem. You're not going to overcome your situation until you take what you have and you pour it out. Now you can sit here and talk in tongues forever, but unless you, you, you do what you were designed to do, and I'll come back to this, but this is where the Lord really talked to me. He said, Steve, as I thought about the, 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 the vessels, the pots, see the pot thinks it's all about itself. You know, it, I like my colors. Look at the little decorations I have here. And the pot prays and said, Lord, could I have another shelf? You know, maybe could you paint me up a little bit different? Or could you fill me with something else today? I, I need a little bit of something else. So the pot, if it's not careful, focuses in totally on its own existence. And when the church begins to think like that, it realizes it forgets its purpose. The pot was not designed or created for itself. Now, think about that. You were not created and put on the face of this earth for yourself. We were not just put here to exist and get a job and raise a family and, and make a name for ourselves. We were vessels that were created so God could fill us with his spirit and he could do, fulfill his commission on the earth. Because the Bible says an angel isn't going to do it. God indwells his church. And so these vessels, they, they're, they're nice, you know what? They're pretty, aren't they? But really, what good are they? They sit on the shelf. People come by and they say, oh, that's a nice vessel. But they don't, they're a pot. But they're useless. I don't know if you're getting where I'm going with this. They're not beneficial until they perform the act for which they were created. Right, right. 
Then he said, verse 3, Go borrow the vessels of all thy neighbors. Go out in all the world. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Bring them all in. I was thinking about our church. Wow, we've had so many visitors on Sunday morning. And you know what? I'm so proud of what's going on because we're bringing people in through outreach. And it's not just trying to get people in for Bible studies. We're trying to help our community. We're trying to have an outreach through compassion, through our gym. We're bringing people into this place. So what if they rent our gym? They come into the building. The Bible says, go out and bring them in. Borrow not a few. Bring them into the house of God. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door. <laughs> Don't let them out. Not until they're filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. No, that was a lie. That's a Pentecostal lie. Notice, you mean there were no more vessels anywhere that were empty? No, he got tired. We got enough. There's no more vessels. In other words, there were lots of people that probably had empty vessels. But our excuse is, well, there's just nobody that wants to hear the word of God anymore. We've got enough in our church. We're, we're pretty content with what we have. And when you get an attitude like that, it says the oil stays. And your church becomes a dormant, stagnant vessel that's just pretty to look at, but doesn't serve any real purpose. And she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live thou and thy children on the rest. Now, I was thinking about this and how it might relate to the day of Pentecost. I think initially this is symbolic of one vessel filling a multitude of vessels. And this is only one house. I see, I see the, the benefit of the many vessels now filling other vessels. How could we ever reach the world if only one vessel poured out what the world needed? God got all these vessels, but in the book of, in the New Testament, all the vessels that are filled, now they go out and they fill other vessels which fill other vessels which fill other vessels and the gospel spreads. So in closing this morning, it is not about you. Brother Flick, when you told me about how God works on the inside and the outside, it was like a revelation. You know, I, you, you, get the physical, you get the physical strain and sometimes the, the discouragements of life and the mental anxieties and the pressures of the world forcing on the inside, but then you get the other hand of God. He's working on your heart in collaboration with the exterior pressure on the outside 
And he's saying, don't worry about it. Between the two pressures, we're going to get rid of all your defects. <laughs> Both pressures get rid of all defects. So I think I've shared with you what I wanted to share. And this is just, uh, we're, we're right on time. I have, Brother Fleck, I have enjoyed this. This was great that we could do this together. So God bless you. And uh, just remember, you don't want to be just an ornament. You want to be useful. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.